unfortunately, back in those days, no. But yeah, I mean, no, that, it was actually, I think actually too, it's funny because I think Power Rangers did at least try to be diverse. You know what I mean? They yeah, did have, you know, more, guy. and it took an Asian too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh. they were Native American. I mean, this guy was Native American. Oh, um, yeah, yeah uh, Tommy. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They even, was, uh, yeah they even brought in a um i get the feeling too like jason was latino or something like that but they didn't really like re- represent that at all um uh what's it called they even brought in jason's brother like his real life brother as like a native american like counter like to introduce that story yeah cool. um, who remembers beetleborgs yeah no of course okay Ridiculous. Beetleborgs <laughs> was like they took that stuff, they took like uh, metal fighter stuff from Japan, and they mixed it with so much Western aesthetic. In that, oh, these are all comic book characters, and all the villains are coming from the comic books. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's a, that's just a clever way to do it. Like especially for like a Western audience, like the dorks like us who actually read comics, it was. And especially like art wise, like, and then the second season was all like they kidnapped this uh, criminal who, well, this this insane person was also a cartoonist. So every week he would draw a new monster, mm-hmm. and that would be what they would use. And like, I'm just thinking about that now. Like, can you imagine with all like the horror stuff people draw these days? How right. easy it would be like the villains in that series, dude? I'm just going to the internet. I'm gonna find some big <laughs> monsters. <clears throat> no it's it, that was such an interesting show like again touching on what you were saying like how it, it kind of had this um <clears throat> different dynamic they were going from for something different but also something the same like again the success of power rangers and being like this live action combat show that kind of was cheesy mm-hmm. um and then they paired it with like jay leno ghost that empowers them <laughs> oh, okay, okay. the jay leno ghost genie thing i love yes name, flabber bro <laughs> Yeah. so they just like mashed everything that was like 90s <laughs> together and they just made this character and it's like here you go here you go world yeah. like marvel at my brilliance but you know that is a an interesting concept for a story if you break it down what happens a bunch of kids find a finding free a genie and their wish is to become superheroes but in a but haunted it, house yeah you go into a haunted house <laughs> there's like has- these peewees playhouse characters that are in this haunted house as well the uh, le- the legally safe version of the Universal Monsters. Right. Yeah, Count Fangula, uh, mummy because you know it's, it's always a mummy. Uh, Frankenbeans, uh, Wolfgang the the werewolf. <laughs> but you know, just think, think about it as a concept. If I if I was describing oh, yeah. to you, uh, a bunch of kids discover a genie, make a wish to become superheroes, but inadvertently also release the super villains from the comic book and right. now they got to do everything to put the super villains back no it's it's a great concept that's what i'm saying like conceptually it actually is pretty good it's just the execution of it was very like off the wall <laughs> you know it was so. pretty successful for the, for the run it had though. i'll give it that yeah it's uh if, if it was like say if this was retconned like if this was redone like there could be a lot more like i think stronger stories that would actually help the concept be a little taken a little more seriously you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's really the only way that it would be successful in this day and age because you know there's so many stories there's so much entertainment there's so many uh different avenues where people do want like cohesive stories and don't want just random mishmashes of like it kind of felt like a dollar store version of like 
the popular things you know what i mean like yeah. they just kind of took these dollar store images <laughs> and put them into like a show <clears throat> but again conceptually i get what you're saying and like that whole premise of having an insane like comic book artist that's like actually bringing these things to like like that's a badass concept too like that's yeah. that's that's something that could run for like a while too you know mm -hmm. if like there was a comic book series or something like that that was based on that <laughs> i'm just like so, something to think of. like i wonder how much of that concept you can use freely these days because that the, the more stuff and think about it the more fun that actually sounds yeah i mean i guess it's uh, it depends how close you're flying to the reference you know material well i remember some somebody told me like oh yeah i'm watching my hero academia it just makes me think of sky high dude honestly sky high like helped me create a, a, a large chunk of my superhero universe and so did the incredibles because i just feel like they have like this sense of like it's not reality, but it also is a little more grounded. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like all these heroes are like legacy characters and stuff like that. And uh, it just feels more like real world, if that makes sense. Incredible. Sky High was ahead of its time. Like, I feel like that movie was way ahead of its time. And I always remember the ending of the movie where it was like, so my girlfriend <laughs> became my greatest enemy. My best friend became my girlfriend. And my greatest enemy became my best friend. Right. That's high school for you. Yeah, yeah. Incredibles made me not want to give any of my hero like characters a cape. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. so, like, I'll never have a cape on any of those any <laughs> character that I have. If okay, here's the thing: you got to use the modern version of the cape, the trench coat. Right. Oh. Okay. So yes, I have trench coats on yeah. people. <laughs> like the, you know that duster style that like flows a little bit. I actually came up with a. Uh, a way to have a cape for for a character in my universe so i'm not going to re reveal that because then you know people are just going to take it but anyway <laughs> um yeah that, I, I feel you and like i think uh in terms of like the incredibles it, it felt just more or less like um the balance that they created in the world like there was no like super op character like they were all kind of like they all had different abilities and they all kind of like had the same level based on how they use those abilities creates creatively you know what i mean like uh elastigirl holy crap like her level of creativity to use her powers and like how the different ways that she like she was ridiculous and like even in the second movie she was like the star of that movie yeah. and it was like so the superpower dad isn't the star of this movie. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that, that would be like your, or, or even Jack Jack, because he has like all ridiculous amounts of powers and, you know, so like, she, but she was the star. She was like the unexpected, like, um, Yeah, but that hero. actually is also commentary on family dynamics, especially in this day 100%. and age. Sometimes it's, you know, the man's the breadwinner. Sometimes, you know, he steps back and lets uh, the wife become the breadwinner. And now it's a commentary on that, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. It's that dynamic. It was very entertaining. Like, the Incredibles is like the good version of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, like if the Fantastic Four weren't crazy rich, <laughs> I think that's a, that's probably the basis of that of that idea for sure. Is like you know let's take a little, you know let's take this hero team this 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 little four four man hero team and let's see what we can play with you know yeah. uh, let's let's make them a family and let's see you know so uh, yeah I think it's it's interesting man and and. Uh, the stylistic aspect of, of The Incredibles 2 was really cool. They, they set it in kind of this like faux 60s kind of like uh, stylistic dynamic and stuff. And then uh, number two introduced a whole other series of characters that was really cool. Like each one of those seemed, again, very unique. None of them were super OP. The villain of that movie he didn't even have powers. She was one of those, you know, like I use my intelligence to outsmart. Actually, both of the villains were 
were that way. You know, they didn't have powers. Yeah. They used intelligence, uh, technology, oh, things like that. No, the first one used money. Well, yeah, but he invented all those things too. So he was, he was, uh, he was definitely a intelligent, like a Tony Stark, an evil Tony Stark. Oh, for sure. I just like, because uh, you mentioned like My Hero Academia as well earlier. There's this group called Team Four Star to make a bridge series. Mm-hmm. They made like a quick five minute recap of season one of My Hero Academia. And the guy's like, do you think I can become a superhero without superpowers? Like, yeah, sure. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, haven't you heard of like Batman or Iron Man? But I'm poor. <laughs> one day, one day. <clears throat> no, I just thought like uh, My Hero Academia was like, again, another really, really they they take these abilities and then some of them are very like like the levitation power right like that isn't something that's like a, like a superhero power like oh but wow that's it's not super strength it's not super speed it's not something that's just obviously useful um and they make it so impactful you know like and, and deku I, I think is is an awesome character because even before he was a superhero i was actually talking about this with somebody else even before he was a superhero like he had this mindset of like dissecting everything and learning about all the powers and then when he actually got powers he kept that mentality like he was so oh, yeah. tactical and like even in how he used his powers because you know he couldn't use the the you know he could only use like five percent at one point and then you know ten percent he's like moving up and exactly. and and learning how to use the powers and being creative with it so that's that's actually my favorite part of like a superhero story is actually a hero that's not all powerful but is just I- extremely creative in how he uses his powers and able to like overcome challenges i think spider-man is kind of that in that yeah, genre but he's like oh yeah for sure like strength because he could like <laughs> but there's one thing i love about the world of my hero academia is how superheroes work in it Mm-hmm. And that the superheroes form superhero agencies. So they work in a specific part of town. They hire partners and sidekicks, and they get paid by the government for the amount of crimes they prevent, for the amount of... Uh, yeah, there's, there's like an economy. There's a system for, for superheroes. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, superheroes, the more popular you get, the more endorsements you get, you become like many celebrities. And like no one's afraid of... No one has secret identities. Right. Because really what they are is super cops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because like going back to Marvel and DC, I'm getting so tired of the whole like secret identity trolls, all this. Like one thing, like for example, I think Bruce Wayne could do way more good if he just invested heavily in the police department. <laughs> Very true. Very true. No, seriously. Well, he wants to do something. <laughs> yeah. But because super, because Batman has literal issues man the guys like rather than like i think too though that like batman for sure like in in the way that like they set up gotham is a take like a a really serious take on corruption so he's like he's the up uncorruptible man you know what i mean like in in you know in the vein of those comics he's one that cannot be corrupted so he's the best one to have like to stop crime essentially for sure but there is another thing in that those comics involve disabling logic or making sure you don't think too hard about it or of course it has like there has to constantly be crime in gotham in order for batman to work so even if bruce wayne managed to put in all sorts of programs to eliminate poverty to it never works the, yeah. yeah yeah because the writers will not allow it mm-hmm. <laughs> and that creates like this real big distance like i remember there was this one thing where batwoman was about to get married and they stopped the wedding because they said yeah members of the bat family cannot be happy so it creates this thing where it's like it doesn't work in the story because literal God is saying these things can't happen because it will remove our enjoyment. 
What happened to Spider-Man? He got married, was supposed to have a kid. Editorial stepped in. No, that makes him look too old. Uh, get Kill the baby. Kill the baby. <laughs> and they killed the baby. And then like, oh, we're going to have him make a deal with the devil to remove his marriage. Like, but why though? Yeah, like, yeah. Magic. And I want to write like my female insert characters. Mm. And I want to have like, you know, that romance. Like, oh, why are we still using Mary Jane? Like, she's such an old character. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. I'm, I'm on board with you. And I think um, what's funny is like, again, they always like, and I think it's in uh, DC specifically, they go like, you know, that um, they have this whole premise that, and they touch on it kind of in Avengers, like when you ascend to a level, like you invite all these challenges, right? So mm-hmm. essentially like, if Batman didn't exist, maybe all of these villains even wouldn't exist in that world, but it's because Batman exists and vice, it's like this never ending kind of like symbiosis, symbiotic relationship. Actually, that- funny thing about that was, I remember they did an episode in Batman, the animated series where the, the inmates at Arkham <clears throat> captured Batman and had him on a full trial, trying to say like, oh, Batman is responsible for all of their existence. And while doing the trial, they're like, yeah, actually, now that we look at it, Batman is not responsible for us. We would have existed in one way or another with or without him. But, right. you know, we're still going to call him guilty and kill him. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, a group of villains would do that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and, and I think it's, you know, it's the whole order versus chaos, like, idea, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's, and that's what I mean by it, is, like, there's always this balance between the both of the sides that can never, like, if you put in a stopping point, then you can't tell those stories anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's exactly what you're talking about. So, and, and yeah, I think, you know, Marvel and DC, they're way overdue for new characters. It's just, they, they, I think they, as, as a commodity, as a business, they feel like they can't abandon these characters because they're so mm-hmm. profitable. And, and that's why we're seeing over and over and over again, the same kinds of characters being reborn. And what's messed up is you have, you know, kind of iterations of characters. Like, so the, the future justice league, that could be its own thing. Like you could just leave the Justice League behind. You do not have to, like you could just do a whole, like just focus entirely on that. Batman Leave Beyond. Yeah, but exactly. Batman Beyond is like a great example too. Like he is an awesome standalone character. That's like a legacy character. It's a new set of stories. The only thing I don't like is that they do recycle like the kind of sets of villains that they have. They have the Jokers and they have, like it's cool to a certain degree, but it also doesn't give you enough like new stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of the same old stories, re, you know, revisited. So actually like the Jokers would, especially nowadays, if we were to use them, they would make a great commentary on the neo-Nazis that are happening in the sure, USA yeah. because what is uh, uh think about it the jokers are idolizing a crazy person and yep. something that everyone can acknowledge was a bad thing neo-nazis are clearly idolizing a very crazy movement that everyone can acknowledge <laughs> was a bad thing right so like if you were to make batman beyond today you could easily make an allegory with the jokers and neo-nazis i agree yeah yeah that would I work think, actually really well yeah yeah, I think that actually does make a lot of sense. And, you know, like the whole uh, Joker has always had this ability. And that's why they, they I think they created this Joker's like entity in, in, in the future is because he's always had an ability to inspire people, to get people on his side, because he plays that card of like, well, when your logic fails, you know, like here's all these instances in your life where logic has failed you and order has failed you. And like, you know, might as well just join this other team and at least have fun while the world burns. You know what I mean? Like you can't stop the world from burning, but at least you can, you know, ride the roller coaster. So like, that's his whole, that's his whole viewpoint. And that is attractive. I mean, when you think about it, like real life and in, if you were putting yourself in the comic universe and, and in the real life, you know, uh, it, it does offer some YOLO, you know what I mean? It, it offers some measure of, of attractive quality. Yeah. But 
But I think we could all agree, like, if they were to make a Batman Beyond movie right now, it would do gangbusters. You get, like, some young actor to play uh, Terry. You get one of the original Batman actors to come back. There's only one that you, that you could use. Yep, Keaton, baby. <laughs> hey, you know, Michael... be awesome, but he's dead, so. Yeah, yeah Michael Keaton. Uh... And people would be like, why is he Batman? Because some people probably don't even know that he was ever Batman, but. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you can get the, the one from, uh, like, the first Batman and Batman Returns, or who, who was it again? Uh, who played in there? Not Val Kilmer, right? Val Kilmer? Hell, oh, even Val Kilmer would work. He's looking rough now. <laughs> Have you seen how Bruce Wayne looks in, uh, in Batman Beyond? Yeah, he, he, he oh. Maybe he'll actually have a heart attack in the, <laughs> the movie. And then he's- yeah, Val, Val Kilmer has been like up and yeah. down, but no, continue with your point. Yeah, but you get one of those uh, actors to come back as Bruce Wayne, like a jaded old Bruce Wayne. You get a character like Barbara Gordon. You have like the, the jaded uh, Nightwing who's like, it would just work so well as a concept the more I think about it, like especially right now. Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. but dc does not have their shit together to even make <laughs> to make that work because i think they're still trying to salvage the the justice league situation the the like just their their cinematic universe they, I, I don't think they have a lot of balance right now yeah. michael keaton's gonna be in the flash movie oh wow you know whenever that comes out yeah so he's gonna be because of that oh, right. oh yeah um so, bruce wayne's dad as like the, the edge thomas guy. wayne yeah. yeah so he uh so they could technically fix their problems with just the Flash movie, but they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, man. honestly, he he is like at this point, it would be a good idea if they just retconned everything off of the Flashpoint movie. You know what I mean? But I, I really don't think it's gonna happen. But I think it would be a good move. And then that Flash could get like killed, so a better Flash can come in. <laughs> <laughs> I like the actor. Like he's 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 good. In- Ezra Miller. Uh, yeah, I don't like. Um, don't like him as a he runs. He runs like a fucking weirdo, and I'm like, no. I but I, I, the thing is, the thing is, it's funny because yeah, like it, it looks awkward, but at the same time, it kind of like makes a little more sense. Like you're moving that fast, like he's not like a super strong guy. He even needs a suit to kind of like keep himself from like burning up and dying, you know, at those speeds. So it just kind of makes sense that like, and he's also. It seems like they're they're kind of having this like. It's not that he's fast. It's like there's a temporal exchange that's going on here. So he's like moving through time yeah. faster than everybody else is. And that's he's kind of right. Exactly. So that that makes sense to me. Like he's in space, essentially. Like he's moving like he's in space. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense like to me. His little awkwardness in the Justice League, though, like just how he is, like yeah. personality. But I know, I know some people didn't like that. Yeah, I like him. I, I, I had no problem with it, really. 